0: Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops, we take a sci-fi trip with Bill Murray, an 80s-slash-90s scream queen, some slime, and a movie villain that turns out to be an even bigger monster in real life. No, we're not talking about Ghostbusters 2 tonight. We ask that you look out for the little guy.
1: Hops
0: Welcome to the 228th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are the internet's top rated bad movie and good beer podcast, sponsored by Baskin and Robbins. I, Chumzilla, will be hosting tonight for our third installment in our Hops and Superheroic Flop series, where we're reviewing recent cape flicks that failed to find success at the box office. And tonight's episode will cover 2023's woefully undercooked. Ant Man and the Wasp: Colon Quantum Mania 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 Mania. Joining me on this episode is the pod's resident sentient ball of horny goo, the thunderous wizard. I've got holes, five
1: to be exact.
2: Seven. I have seven.
1: You should have. I hope you have
2: seven, Captain Cash.
3: I feel like seven's undercounting. Shouldn't shouldn't it be nine if you count your?
2: I don't count Mm -hmm. eyes. Eyes aren't holes. Yeah, There's no hole there, it's like oh, an, can... it's like it's like an airlock. Anything's anything's a it's hole. If you poke hole hard enough.
0: I also yeah. think the belly button counts, but anyway. And we've also got the pod's bravest laser headed alien warrior,
1: Captain Cash. I look like broccoli.
0: I mean, I'm assuming they know what broccoli is, right? I don't know, that's sure, okay, enough to be offended by it. Yes, I suppose. I certainly know that I'm offended by the broccoli-headed kids I see at the gym, but that's a different deal. Uh, And don't forget, we've also got the one of us most likely to end up drunk in a Cubs game with Bill Murray, Bling Blake.
2: I am Bling Blake, and I am not a dick. Good. Remains to be seen. Good. Depends on the night. Anyway, so
0: for this flop, that brings us two beers, And for Quantumanium, I've selected a beer that references the substance you'll need to get through a viewing without losing your sanity, and that is Atlanta's Monday Night Brewing's Space Lettuce. It is a double IPA checking in with a Captain Cash approved 8.8% ABV, and it pours a clear honey yellow with a solid two fingers of frothy head, and it definitely hits your nose with hints of hops and pine, and it tastes the same. Um, It's a tad chewy. I have to admit, it's a little thick with the mouthfeel, and uh, the booze is a bit warm on the tongue. But you know what? As far as a double IPA goes, it's not bad. I'll give it one and a half bad movies.
3: Cheers. So question, is it chewier than the ooze that you're required to drink if you would like to understand everybody who lives in the quantum realm, all from different alien races and species all speak the same language because this drink. movie is a wholly original derivative garbage.
1: Now, now, here's my real question. Do you drink the ooze? I think I drink the ooze. I, I definitely drink
0: the ooze. The beer is less chewy than the ooze. And T-dubs, I think you know why Captain Cash is such a strong uh, proponent and or defender of the ooze. Because that little uh, native language scene definitely gave His, him some Thirteenth yeah, Warrior flashbacks. Thirteenth Warrior vibes. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh yes, oh, yes." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen anyway.
1: I bet so you he, drink some ooze. Oh, Maybe, Blake! I guess Blake doesn't really even need a... it. Blake doesn't even need it to teach him a language. Blake is just down, drinks some moose, and I yeah. appreciate that about him. Who's, who's got ooze?
3: Such Who do you got? Jungle juice over there.
1: Whoa, who's got the everclear? Um am I, am I just gonna drink it out of your hand or we got like a cup or something? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm down to party. Hand Remind cup, me to tell you guys about hands. the bird bath sometime.
3: I'm uh I do want to note on the ooze, it's very funny to me that the rebellion has to drink like the blood of Kali, yet all the hoity toity people just take like a nice like five-hour energy drink up at the bar mm-hmm. up at mm-hmm. Murray's in Wrigleyville. Yeah.
0: It seems to be a bit commodified there. It's a it's a strange dichotomy. Like, wait a minute, why you guys just like straight up sucking off the the goo tit? I mean, apparently there's processed goo available. I don't know. A lot of questions left unanswered in this movie. It's it's baked most of the time. That was
1: organic goo right from the goo tit. It was not processed in the slightest. Mm -hmm, That was uh, goo in the raw. mm -hmm, That was the blue. Don't get fresher goo than that. That is Mm -hmm. goo at peak
2: goo. I mean Listen, dude. If you just replace the word "goo" with kombucha, and we're at the hippest part of whatever town any of us live in,
0: that's uh, oh, true. It's raw. You, it's good for yeah. you. We're at Coachella.
2: Yeah,
3: good for your gut health. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: excellent yeah, for that gut right. flora. Yeah.
1: Gut flora. Love the goo. Mm, yeah, we should stop saying "goo." It stopped me. It's starting to stop meaning things to me. I don't know. Let's watch
0: Ghostbusters
1: too again. I
0: feel like. That's the proper goo movie. But we are talking about uh, Ant-Man Ooh. and the Wasp, Ooh. colon, um, which was directed by Peyton Reed. And congratulations, Peyton Reed. You are the first MCU director, not counting the Sony crap, to pull off a trilogy. But uh, uh, that's a real big monkey's paw wish here because uh, yeesh, kind of ended on a whimper.
1: Well, I mean, Tyco is going to get Thor 5, so let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Wait, oh, yeah. Is, he,
3: is that happening? That's a rumor. Oh, God. Did they not <laughs> see the
0: soccer movie? Oof. I, I heard the rumor was that uh, uh, basically, uh, what's his face wouldn't come back without uh, Atiki. Hemsworth? I, yeah, I thought they I thought, were going to
3: turn this ship around. No. <laughs> yeah, because
0: I guess Hemsworth is not real big on doing it again, but if they, bring, bring uh, Taiki Waititi back. He said he would come back. I think that's what I read, allegedly. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, he would be the, technically the third director because the Spider-Man guy got his 3-2 uh, before hopefully they hand it back to Sam Raimi. But anyway, uh, this one, a fun fact. Quantumanium, Paul Rudd helped write it. Don't know what his contribution was.
1: I Can't guarantee that it helped. he helped punching up the script. But maybe the goo i don't know yeah at, at least some of the quips i'm betting dude is funny
0: yeah he's definitely not the worst part of the movie uh um, but close. it's got some issues and as far as the cast goes of course you do get paul rudd and then the rest of the ant-man regulars minus all the characters we like <laughs> uh all and... of the
1: ant-man regulars except for the ant-man regulars <laughs> yeah yeah
0: we get the Ling family, basically, and the, uh, you know, uh, the Pym family. But, uh, and of course, they recast Cassie Lang for reasons. And then we get Bill Murray. And then we also get he who no longer remains.
3: Uh, now, I'm not going to touch on it now, but I do have a question about them recasting Cass- Cassie Ling um, later for you. Because um, on the first pod we did, we talked a lot about how Marvel was in basically the star making business and they've totally gotten away from that. And mm-hmm. I think this is sort of proof in point that they just totally remove this young actress for the sake of someone who's more famous.
0: Uh, yeah. And not an upgrade either. Really? Frankly, I, uh, yeah, oof, I don't know. I mean, it's a, that's an interesting maneuver they tried there. Cause I mean, we can address it later but obviously there is some ulterior motives with these younger characters in the movies there's probably somewhere that's gonna go but whatever uh for the tail of the tape why is this movie a flop well it's because it was filmed on a budget of 200 million american dollars and i am not sure where that all went and it only managed to pull in about 476 million dollars worldwide and it's currently 46 percent on rotten tomatoes now Based on our last couple of flops, that doesn't seem too bad, but compared to the last two Ant-Man movies, it was a major downgrade. The first one cost $130 million and made $519 million with an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the second one was made for a modest upgrade of $162 million and it pulled in $622 million with an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it wasn't even that good, I'll be honest. So any way you slice it, Ant-Man 3 was a major downgrade over the previous two films, and it was a very lackluster rollout for the new big bad in King, the Conqueror. Um, it runs uh, just over two hours, and it's rated PG-13. Of course, you can find it streaming on Disney+. So I, I, I don't know, guys. Like, I didn't like Ant-Man 2 all that much, but it was a decent Fun movie had some fun moments to it. Um, it still had T.I. and the Russian guy played by Davis, David Delsmacian, and yeah, yeah, polka dot yep. man, absolutely. Polka that guy gets a lot of work. And you got Luis, played by Michael Pena, he's a Scientologist, but we'll give him a pass. Like, those yeah, characters because he are makes lovable.
2: everything he's in better. Michael Pena is awesome,
0: yeah. I mean, this movie definitely could have used those dudes like being the guys in the chair in the real world or something. But anyway, regardless,
3: (sighs) at least give them a cameo at the end. But true. Now I can't recall because this was so long ago when we did the, our top five Marvel movies, I'd have to go back. But I, I know I at least said that I thought Ant-Man and the Wasp was a hell of a good time. And if it did make my list, it was very close. So this was a huge, uh, a bummer for me, this movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, the it was a fun movie because you got to see Janet in the uh or Hope, I mean, you get to see Hope in the costume and there was some cool Ant-Man stuff in it. Like it wasn't like a good movie, but it was a decent cape flick, right? And we all love Paul Rudd. Um and the, and I'll be honest, that movie had an end credit scene that was pretty freaking rad, too. Like it came at the right time, it fit in the right place to be purposeful and meaningful. But anyway, gentlemen, let's keep rolling with our one-liners. I will start because I am selfish, as always. Quantumanium is a nonsensical mess of CGI trash that has the audacity to play the pronoun game for 45 minutes with a character that's on the fucking movie poster.
3: Yeah, I mean, that about sums it up. I would just say... Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, green screen a or Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Return of the Conqueror, because this is a massive Star Wars ripoff. Uh, it
1: wishes, yes.
0: Captain Cash?
1: Ant-Man and the Wasp. What if we did a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but with, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, you guys? People would see that, right? It It wanted to be so many things that it wasn't
0: All right, Bling Blake, what's your one-liner?
2: This is like Alice in Wonderland of like the the inner verse with the because of the background and yes, the
1: the the, there was computers and then it ended. Are the, the files in the computer? Are the files in the quantum realm? Dude, it took me it took me five
2: tries to watch this movie. And it and it, and it's not because it's that bad. It's really not, but it's so disjointed that like when I would turn it on after like ten o'clock at night, my brain just immediately went to sleep. It was like, no, I'm not dealing with all of this. This is shenanigans. This is none of this makes any sense. It's yeah. doesn't go together. To your no. point, it's a good cape flick. I got, I liked it, but ugh, I don't know. Uh, it was hard to I, watch. I,
0: if you don't think about it, parts of it are pretty entertaining. But for like- sure, agreed. As soon as you try to make sense of it, it starts to hurt your brain. Uh, so here's what IMDB has listed for the one-liner. Scott Lang and Hope Van Dy are dragged into the quantum realm, along with Hope's parents and Scott's daughter, Cassie. Okay, they cheated. There's a period. Together, they must find a way to escape. What secrets is Hope's mother hiding? And who is the mysterious Kang?
3: Now, I'm going to do this before we get into the plot, but here's my issue with most of the recent MCU films. They're not really movies so much as they're just a, events based around a random occurrence that then turns into two hours of mindless spectacle. For example, Multiverse of Madness, he's at whatever name is wedding doesn't matter. Cause we're not like, why would we care about that relationship? Rachel McAdams yeah. And all of a sudden this giant fucking monster appears and this girl appears and like, Oh my God, what's happening. And then they're in the multiverse. It's stupid. This movie. Hey, I built this communication network to the quantum realm. You shouldn't have done that. How come? Well, <laughs> that, that's not I, a movie. Honey, I <laughs> shrunk the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, everything we love so much about the earlier mcu where they really built these characters and you were invested in the relationships is just totally gone by whatever phase i guess this this begins in and Mm. you'll get to it in the plot but like there is no plot to this movie or or will i (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: so uh this is the shortest plot i've ever written because i didn't care to write anymore Uh, The Ant family is sucked into a bizarre alien world known as the quantum realm, the same place that uh, Janet Van Dy had been trapped for so long. Which resembles nothing of the quantum realm we've seen multiple times already. No, no, no. And the gang loses track of Janet and encounters her old friends and boyfriend, only to learn there is an evil presence in the quantum realm that must be defeated for reasons. Kang shows up, Kang loses, the movie ends, there are more Kangs, maybe, maybe not,
1: damn it, actually not, damn
3: it. (laughs) And Another reason these MCU movies have suffered so greatly, they all end with things that clearly are never going to pay off and do not matter. Now, this was supposed to pay off, and I don't know, two days before... This recording, which will air a little bit later, they're like eh, Marvel's moving away from that, and they were going to move away from it before they fired Jonathan Majors. It's like, yeah. oh, c- cool. Yeah, it's like Doctor Strange's third eye. It's like, cool. Ugh.
0: I mean, that still might come back. We don't or, know.
3: Or Harry Styles in the fucking imp. Like, oh, that cool.
1: Probably yeah. should not come back. <sighs> Or the guy um, who uh, who is the soccer guy as Hercules.
0: Yep.
3: Or
1: don't worry, I'll get him. No, you won't.
0: Because you Black won't be Knight. famous
3: by the time Thor five comes out.
0: Or, or the Black Knight with the 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 blade movie that'll never happen from yeah. the other part of the end of the Eternals.
3: Here, here's I'm just gonna say it now because I don't want to bring it up later. You didn't tell me that Martin Lawrence was in the Eternals. Black Knight. Get it. when he goes back and he's in jets Um, jersey jets jersey come on Mm -hmm. come on now where's my lauren Tive? okay are we
0: doing are doing the night's tale now what's going on so this movie's dumb and the plot doesn't make a lot of sense like you said t dubs but here is here's the thing I do not understand the king in the quantum realm that janet powed around with has been banished there because of reasons, apparently. He like he even tells Ant-Man, like, oh, y- you, uh, you need to save me because if you don't, there's more of me. And they're worse somehow or something. Now, he might be lying. I'm fine with that. He's an unreliable narrator. Well, he's might have...
3: lying through most of the movie, which makes that moment mean nothing because he right. literally has lied the entire movie. So why would you believe him now? I- 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 agreed 100%. And then he gets killed, but then
0: for some reason, the other Kings seem agitated. Like, shouldn't they have been happy? Like they
2: wanted to do it,
0: but they, but they, they could have, but they banished him instead and left. I, well, like, that's
2: the point. If they wanted him dead, they would have killed him. They yeah. wanted him banished. He's one of us. Listen, you don't get to kill I, one of us. I don't, Only I, we get to kill one of us. But
3: they didn't. I don't I don't I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. David Lokang says, hey, they took care of it for us. Now we'll take care of
2: them for us. Or I guess. <laughs> yeah i'm just happy that this like like this is really what hung you up chumpy like everything well, no, else we're I gonna be see, fine with but
0: let's say let's say like king that king just gets lost
2: right and he gets
0: lost in the quantum realm and then the other kings find out like hey somebody killed one of ours that's a real threat we should be alarmed but that's not the case they're like hey that guy we hate they killed him oh now we're angry like but you hated him you wanted them off the board to begin with. Why I mean
3: like I don't does it matter if he's dead or does it matter if he's dead or just disappeared? I don't see the difference. And then we get literally one of the worst after credit scenes with the arena of Kang's Right. Just uh, what are they watching? What are they there uh, for? Exactly.
0: Are they are they cheering Kang dead? Are they cheering what is happening? It doesn't I, I, don't, I don't care, but
1: like the wrong really weird looking one at the end. It's like Whoa! Yeah. No, no, it's horrible. He my favorite one—the king that goes, "Hey, you guys!" Yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: sloth kings. Yeah, I don't know. That's the end of that movie. Uh, okay, so uh, let's get to the beer ratings here. And because of that, really, that last little plot point that I'm hung up on, as you pointed out there, Blaine Blake, I give this six pain beers. I oh, wanted wow. to like this movie. It was disappointing to the core. I can't even enjoy the parts that are fun. It just hurts my soul.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. This is four pain, one enjoyment. Um, when a movie features Bill Murray, and I know some things have come out about him lately, which are less than flattering, which also sort of breaks my heart because I love Bill Murray. Uh and he's not entertaining, he's just like riffing on something he's done better before. And he clearly is phoning it in, and so is Michael Douglas for the most part. Nobody wanted to be here except for Paul Rudd. I mean, and, and maybe John, and Jathan Majors was actually pretty good as Kang, but this movie is, is so woefully like conceived and executed. Uh, and by the way, I did look it up. I I ranked we did top ten MCU movies. It was two parter, and Ant Man and the Wasp was number nine for me. Wow. I, I really enjoyed that movie and we don't even get the buddies in the end of the film which would have been perfect yeah, especially when they
0: give, they do reuse that hey I guess you're wondering how I got here. Yeah See, it's just that, that, that would have worked and um, I think you make a really good point though um, as much as it's not appropriate to say this at this point Jonathan Majors was not terrible
3: No he um, was so, really good but I guess so, you know, as a menacing guy who gaslights people it makes sense yeah and like I think some of the action and the CGI in the fights with him wasn't great but his acting he
0: was his, a good villain i liked was really it good. Yeah, um, it was I,
3: if i could encapsulate this movie in one moment for how lazy and how far removed from like the quality that the mcu was known for they literally pull modok out of like the goo oh. and show you his little tiny ass and like oh that'll be funny it's such such toddler humor. Yeah, it's so pathetically lazy. Of course, my, my kids loved it because that's this movie's written at the level of like a six or seven-year-old.
0: Yeah, and Captain Cash, you're the much better expert. And I completely glossed over the fact that uh, Yellow Jacket shows back up, you know, fake uh Steve Bezos or whatever. Je- when, when, Je- Jeffrey Bezos, yeah, you know, Jeffrey Bezos, not Steve Apple, Jeffrey Bezos, whatever. You know, come on, tech- Modoc, you can do it.
1: Yeah, Put so he back sho-
0: into it. He shows up as Modoc, who's like a legit like bad guy in the MCU, even though it's a goofy character. But here he's like played like 95% for laughs.
1: Yeah, I you, you can't make Modoc in live action not look ridiculous. That's just not how it works. He looked he better with the mask on. Silly.
0: As soon as the like the the Amphimorphic face stretched over His his that, torso thing That that effect did not work And the
3: CGI is it, For the most part the CGI in this movie is really good uh, Droopy brow uh, MODOK not good Like where it looks like they have ran out of budget And his face is melting in real time It looks
0: like something from a 90s PBS Cartoon it's, it's bad It's bad man it,
3: it, And I appreciate that
0: you said This CGI is not bad T-dubs but I think the absolute overuse of CGI in this movie is bad. There's so much just
3: giant green screen. Everything is fake with one person in front of that stuff. Well, perhaps if this movie say was a little bit more like um, now, this is also a problematic guy, but Jim Caviezel's in that movie frequency where he's communicating with his dad, his dead dad. Um, and it teases you. And Kang is sending these messages to Cassie. And eventually she gets lured in there. So you're not spending two plus hours in mm. this muddled green screen blah. That yeah. would help. And it would build tension. This movie has yeah. no tension whatsoever. Uh, so, hey, we
0: glossed right over it there, Captain Cash. What's your beer rating, brother?
1: This is for pain, one enjoyment. Okay. It, it doesn't get better than that. I just, Matching T-dubs. It's yeah. respectable.
0: William Blake... What say you?
2: Once again, I'm the kindest, so it's going to be three pain, two enjoyment. I'm um, the nice man. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice. I mean, he's a nice boy. Uh, there's enough Paul Rudd charm to make me happy. You know, to T Dub's point, Bill Murray's obviously phoning it in, but it still released a bunch of endorphins in my brain seeing him on the screen for five minutes. Um so there was enough to of enjoyment to keep me going through it uh I'll be having to restart it four times but it's not good I I like what you were saying T-Dubs the idea of having it be more in the real world longer so we don't have to have so much of the CGI background the green screen background Yeah the
3: the daughter who has never really done science on screen. Has created this incredibly complex machine, and that's and that's in the first five minutes of the movie. It's just stupid. They were gone for seven years. I mean, she had a lot to figure out. Yeah, but, and but like, who was she? Who was she learning from? Well, she's oh, a totally found, different person. I, I found Pappy Hank's notebook. and It's like the dude you met twice. You're just you're on a like notebook sharing. Fucking.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, I, sh-
3: I hate this movie. He was hanging logic. out with Riri Williams.
2: Let's just it's leave it that. Gumpy Hank. Uh... Yeah, I I just, or even just some more, like, actual sets. If they just would have had some Uh, sets, like, just some physical Uh, places to be and done some of it practically, I think it would have looked so much better. I think
3: what pisses me off most is that it just rips off so many, like, visuals and ideas from Star Wars. And and I would hate it more if Zack Snyder didn't show up a few months ago and go, oh, you want to rip off Star Wars, huh? Hold my beer.
0: I mean, honestly, the whole alien menagerie,
3: it's like, hey, let's do the Katina scene, but like for an hour long. Everything. You know? I mean, everything. <laughs> Kang's army, Lando Krylar, everything. The fact that Scott Lang essentially turns into Han Solo for half the movie. Yeah. And yeah, then he goes on yeah. the fucking Kessel run. It's it's terrible. It's and all terrible. 12 parsecs.
0: I'm just all saying right. the laser
1: face guy is clearly chewy
3: kind of, right? Like yeah. Cyborg Chewie, yeah. And, and then that lady is straight ripped off from the friggin' Sony game Horizon. The character design is exactly the same.
0: Oh, the the evil warlord princess lady?
3: No, the well, she hangs out with Chewie. Whatever her name is. Like cuz the characters again that you're supposed to care about in the resistance. Garbage, yeah all right all right all right uh yeah
0: so we've covered the plot we've now gotten those beer ratings and some other complaints but uh let's take a break here and hear a message from our sentient slime hole enthusiast brothers from another mother at some other intergalactic inner space quantum medium podcast
3: And don't forget to check out our home base at wabamentertainment.com for all your comic book and movie needs. And check out our sister podcast, Hops and Box Office Flops. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. We're still talking about Quantumania, and uh, I do have a few questions for the panel and i'll go with the first one right here right off the top how shocking is the drop-off in this film from the first two ant-man movies bling blake
2: so i know i'm always the nice one but i didn't find this all that shocking because i didn't think ant-man and the wasp was all that good but it had walton goggins It did have Walton Goggins, which gives everything an extra star in my book. And you know that is shame on you for using my weaknesses against me. I'm going to
3: Goggins you if I have to.
2: (laughs) No, it's same thing. So it's so funny because uh, I I love Paul Rudd. I think Ant-Man is an interesting character. I love Michael Douglas. Like, so these movies should do more for me, but like they don't. And I don't know why, like Ant-Man just, it's like the Ant-Man standalone films are just not that exciting to me. Um, And I get what the first one did really, really, really well for a ton of obvious reasons. Um, And I really liked that movie. So I'm not surprised that the second one did well. I'm not surprised that everyone went to see it. But when I went to see that movie, I was like, this was not really all, I'm not, I'm not invested in this story very much. And so, to that end, it doesn't surprise me that people didn't flock to the theaters for this third one, because the Ant Man story is not that compelling as far as like the the end to end story, right? Like, yeah, it, it's your it, your post uh 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 Thanos, and now it's like so now we have to like Kang has to like become the big baddie. And I know that that's what they're leading to with all of this, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like, like he, he's not, it's not a compelling story the way the Iron Man story dragged us into the MCU. Um. So, so no, I'm not that surprised that it's that big of a drop-off. Um,
3: no, that's tell fair. Me I, yeah.
2: t- tell me I'm wrong. No,
3: I, I don't. I, not. don't uh, I don't think you are wrong. I'm, most disappointed that ant-man one is not particularly great it's it's fine it's watchable it's, it's entertaining uh ant-man 2 raises all the stakes from ant-man 1 it, it figures out a way to use his powers in new newer and more interesting ways this movie doesn't do that at all in fact the way it ends the way they beat kang is so shockingly lazy it's just uh old trucker convoy enthusiast evangeline lily poorly acting along with cgi as she alternates blasts at kang and it it just kind of sucks like the second one was very neat and how it figured out how to shrink and they did this and they had the little cars and they went on this cool chase and they shrunk the building it was really fun i think what shocks me most is not how this dropped off it's the entire mcu has totally dropped off a cliff and I mentioned it before with the stories just don't mean anything anymore. They're not real; like they're not movies. They're just they're just think they're CGI fuck arounds that happen around a thing. And Thor four was terrible. And this was mostly terrible. And the Marvel's same deal. Hey, there's a hole in this space wall movie. They're, yeah. they're just they don't there's no thought put into them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you hit it on the head. The biggest problem with this movie which Ant-Man has always had like the quantum realm, the microverse or whatever, where they have their own little like adventures, but tiny and it's all weird and stuff. By doing that, you remove the most interesting part of Ant-Man, which is the shrinking and growing. You need stuff that you can see and you're used to, to appreciate, oh, a car was really big, but now it's tiny and a building was really big, or this character is really big next to a thing. And, Absent all of that, none of the shrinking or the growing feels interesting anymore. Yeah, and it and it kind of like that's the the, problem.
3: The end, it becomes like a kaiju movie, right? Like he marches in, he yells "Kang" and says a bunch of stupid stuff. Um, But we already saw that in Civil War, and it was way cooler.
2: Right, because we hadn't seen it before. And why is he
3: why is he invincible now?
2: Like, right? Yeah, he can't be hurt
3: anymore. He's (laughs) Like the whole ending makes no sense. Like Kane could snap and they would die, right? Like he has right. the ability to do whatever the fuck he wants. And at the end of the movie, he just sits around and does jack shit and then eventually gets overrun by bugs. I, I, I know we've seen him, in fairness, be able to evaporate smart from bugs. people. It, it's just so bizarre. Um, I, I think I
0: am a little shocked that they took the movie in the direction they did. Because Ant-Man was such a great grounded character with again with his posse and like real life problems. And yes, things got a little weird after Endgame. Agreed. But that was shifted. that was when
3: that was when these after credit scenes really mattered. And what? that scene was like a holy shit moment
0: no but I'm, I'm just saying like that yes the marvel universe is tilted a tad more cosmic after
3: that right it's, oh i thought the, you meant just him getting s- everyone disappears and he's no yeah
0: but but that play. no to your point that that's part of it though like he is part of that weirder universe but yeah i think going completely into the weird micro universe as opposed to keeping one foot in the regular and one foot in the weird was a was a, was a step too far because the movie like we're just like, again we're what's the character doing we don't really have a, a bearing for him in that universe everything's yeah. weird nothing seems to matter it all seems fake yeah I, I think to your point again having one foot in the regular world and one foot in that one uh, maybe until the very end would have make probably it like, been a better movie make it and like it the matrix it, it would have felt more like
2: exactly what i was thinking he be able to go in and out of it and then yeah, somebody the gets some mechanism stuck. somebody gets cut yeah. off Right, um, boom, but
0: just just to keep it more connected to the tone of the previous two films that to me that's imagine that's him coming back
3: off. up from his first trip down and he's talking to
2: michael peña's character
0: right and like trying and to explain sh- it yeah he
2: should be tanking dozer like right like being there yeah. to like debrief him and have a drink uh, and like uh, and, then, but- and then he does the michael peña thing back to him like, and then there was this guy, and then this happened, and then this guy
0: happened, and you know, do it back to it. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, a little, little, little yeah, a little, little, uh, call and response there. Uh, another thing, too, uh, Captain Cash, quick side, uh, comment here, because I didn't have this in my notes, but like, there is technically a whole world of like micronauts characters that Marvel has access to. Yes, that Could have right. been, could have been cameos in this movie that weren't. And I know there's some rights issues there with like Hasbro over the toys potentially. I think right. Um, I, I I don't know where that stands in terms of film rights, but like to me, they should have worked something out because that would have been a huge fan. Uh I,
1: I mean, not um, enough to you know, save the movie, sure. Not save,
0: but but instead of having random weird. St- Rip off Star Wars characters if they would have had like a couple of the Micronauts guys, that would have been a huge Easter egg for fans.
1: I mean, I guess, but it, the best you would get out of it is what you got in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, where in the distance it was, Oh, it's the characters from the 80s cartoon. Cool, that's really yeah. all adding. Yeah, but the thing is, you through. know, what?
3: I never played Dungeons and Dragons. And just from sight and from like minor knowledge, I loved all the little things they sprinkled into that movie.
1: Yeah,
0: mm. I'm just saying that movie is also
1: is... way better than this one. <laughs> well, not even close.
0: Yeah, well, And I'm saying, to, I guess the point I'm trying to make, Captain Cash, it, one, it can't hurt anything. And two, True. it's a wasted opportunity. Because when else are you going to get a chance to flex those characters? Also theoretically, right? right? Uh, anyway. Uh, okay. So let's go to my next question. Yeah. Um, Are you guys surprised that Peyton Reed was the first true MCU director to finish his trilogy?
3: I'm just going to say no, because he was he's probably been the most like good natured and loyal of the directors. And he replaced a guy who basically told him, like, I don't give a fuck what you tell me to do. I want to do what I want to do. And if this was the direction you're going, I'm gone.
0: Yeah, bigger like winners, right. folks. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah. Right. No, not Frankenstein. Yeah. I, so, I always no, get that wrong. I,
3: he seems like a good dude. He made two really fun movies and he swung big on this one and it just didn't work out. So
0: yeah. I, I'm a little shocked only from the fact I wouldn't have called Ant-Man as being the franchise to carry three to, three movies with one director. I
3: there. think they all got along super well too, which was like, I think they had a lot of fun making these movies. And everybody knows Paul Rudd is like one of the nicest dudes. So it's like a night, like a, Hey, let's, you know, one more time. Let's get back together.
1: Yeah. So, I
0: I mean, I would have bet John uh, Favreau would have gotten it, frankly. I'm I'm surprised he he didn't stick it out. He got promoted.
3: He got tired of dealing with Marvel shit. Like that was the whole Iron Man 2 thing. Like, Mm -hmm and a lot Joss of people Whedon think is, uh much as we trashed him same deal like avengers yeah. 2 like broke him because he was so sick of dealing with the pushback
0: yeah a, a lot of people uh will speculate that uh john favreau went on and directed that like weird chef movie directly in response to his experience with disney it was like basically his cathartic uh dealing with trying to Create art and get away
3: from that corporate influence
0: I don't, and do his own I don't thing. Think so then he
2: came back and took a billion dollars from Disney to do the to be the head of Star well, Wars. Well, I
3: mean, he's essentially in charge now. Like, yeah.
2: well, but I mean, I think that's it, right? And so that's what I yeah, said. Was that's that's that, the like, difference like, now.
3: Yeah, he's the boss now.
2: Favreau got promoted, so that he is the pushback now. He, he also had no mm.
3: intention of like doing this forever. Like they no. were writing Iron Man on the fly and. By the grace of the movie gods, it became huge,
2: and it was awesome. You know, we would have been we would have been lucky to have Favreau do Iron Man three instead of what we got.
3: Hey, leave Shane Black alone.
2: I love Shane. Iron Man three is tough. I mean, it
3: it kind of sets the course for.
2: It does. It it gets for... a lot accomplished. It it takes it no, a lot no, of boxes. It, and... I'm
3: saying it sets the course for like where the MCU is not to be taken seriously anymore because Oh well that's fair. They basically they pull a bag over your head and then punch you in the gut with this uh, uh, stupid no... twist that is meaningless, and <sighs> then it's like, hey, it's the same bad guy from every other fucking movie you've ever seen. Is,
0: is like... that the worst part of that movie is, and I will blame Shane Black for this. He didn't have the the balls to go totally cape shit with it and he tried to keep it because he used characters from arcs in the iron man stories that were much more comic booky than what he did but he tried to play it a little more tough and gruff and i think he missed the assignment there he should
3: have followed the lead and also not entirely his fault comic because, book-y with it. Uh, rebecca hall was the bad guy and uh, someone when disney goes nobody will buy a girl's action figure
1: not somebody. We know exactly who it was. Yeah, I, yeah. Ike, Ike fucking Permodler. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you're gone, old man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Fair enough. Uh, you know what? To your bling Blake. Usually, you are the more uh, diplomatic of the group. I liked uh, Iron Man three. It was fine. It was. It was fine. But it anyway, was better than,
2: better it was, than Thor two.
3: It was really good until Joss Whedon undid the entire emotional yeah. arc of iron man in the first yeah. 10 seconds of avengers 2 yeah
0: i yeah, am yeah, yeah. anyway uh do you guys think this movie hurt paul rudd's career one no. answer
2: no that's ridiculous yeah. stop it's he's bulletproof
0: okay just just checking
2: he's fine i mean he
0: he helped write it it's his biggest role to date
2: i mean is he going to get is he going to get a lot more superhero movie writing credits who knows but like no paul rudd's career is just but, fine i
3: i don't think we're getting an ant-man 4 you know what hurts someone's career
2: ish i'm not not this no, so,
3: okay he's gonna be fine also the chiefs just won their third super bowl that son of a bitch
2: paul rudd <laughs> is a very happy man he's loving it
3: i i said well you know what actually i saw him at the
0: super bowl he actually looked like he might have aged a bit like like gracefully but Oh, huh. um, but seriously though, Blake, uh, I asked this because a lot of these MCU uh, movies and properties, the TV shows and whatnot, have been pretty heavily setting up a young Avengers team. Like we've uh, got, uh, uh. we've got, yeah. I mean, they're clearly trying to sell us on teenage versions of the heroes. The Hulk has a son. There's a young Hawkeye. We've got Cassie Lang as the young <laughs> Ant Man. Wait
3: a minute. I think the less we talk about the Hulk's son, the better. It's too bad. It's a thing. It
0: happened. It's just like the twerking. It's out there. Um. I I just I just wonder like, are they gonna try to uh, replace these known quantities with these younger characters like wholesale at some point? And uh, they're you know.
3: failing. They're failing miserably as it is at replacing Evans and Downey. Like miserably. Oh, they,
0: they've already they've already committed effectively to bringing Evans back, <laughs> only probably because Downey refused.
3: Downey's <laughs> he, like good on down him. Downey picked up the phone. He goes, "Oh, is this the Oscars? I'm about to win one. Fuck off."
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mic drop. You you cannot replace Downey. It's impossible, and Chris Evans. Does not get enough credit for being a charming motherfucker because he's too goddamn handsome, right? Like,
0: yeah, I mean, but still, but he was Captain America. He is Captain Wholesale, America. Yeah, yeah,
2: like yeah. he 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 has the look. But I'm telling you, man, I I recommended it on the pods before. But The Losers is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's because of you, Chris Evans. He, you got
3: you got to pump the goddamn brakes on your <laughs> nope. favorite movie of all time.
2: All time. All right, let me, uh, let me let me go back. All right, all right. Breaks breaks applied. One of my favorite guilty pleasures of all time is the losers. Well, are- I, th-
0: I thought you were going to say not another team movie. Yeah,
2: man. Jason Jason Padgett's fantastic.
3: Jesus Christ!
0: Oh my yeah, God! I Next thing it, you I know, he's
2: like you know, Speed Two
3: is actually better. Speed Two it <laughs> actually has
2: some redeeming quality. Cruise ship Wait,
3: actually goes faster than a bus. <laughs> You'd be surprised oh, no. how fast a cruise Way ship faster, go. In fact
0: oh my gosh uh you know i love Keanu. i would
3: never do that (laughs) Uh, wow
2: Uh,
0: i think we've already answered this but like did kang work as a villain for you in this film um i I, you know i'm mixed on it i think he's written poorly in the film but i do like the performance so in theory i i probably would have liked to see more of this character do you guys agree yes
3: everything works
2: until he just
0: loses Yeah. Give me more Kang.
2: I I loved Kang. I would love, I would love uh, Kang. I'm sorry. Yes. You were talking about Kang. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Majors. I was getting, sorry. I was getting ahead of myself. Uh, No, Kang was fantastic. Majors is incredibly talented. He's obviously a bad person. He's good. He's a great villain. Kang as a character is a great villain. I thought he did a great job. I liked it.
0: You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and maybe make an ass of myself, but we just spent a pod hemming and hawing on the merits of uh, Ezra Miller's proclivities off screen. I think Jonathan Major's had a bad day, maybe a no, bad I've, night, I, I mean, maybe a bad
3: I, week. I have read a lot of, bad things but again this is hearsay right I and mean, he hasn't Yeah, he was found guilty alleged, but he is awaiting sentencing right yeah but it's not his performance this performance is really good yeah. it's the writing of the film that undercuts him as a, as a credible threat
0: I, at the end absolutely so
3: now if he basically kills Michael Douglas and they escape with their lives and seemingly close the portal back that is a lot more affecting than him just straight up losing kang well the point is in no universe
2: kang lose in a stand-up fight to the ant people
3: especially when he can just pinch his fingers together and smash your head like a grape right which he literally displays and now i i know he loses his tech but there's when he refuses to enter the fight for reasons. Um, and then he goes down there and he's just uh, Dr. Manhattaning people. Which is just.
0: Should be absolutely terrifying and rad, but the movie throws it away. It, they waste it,
3: yeah. So I, I think in order to build a very strong and terrifying, and oh my God, this guy's gonna come back, he's gonna go for the Avengers. He, he this one cannot lose
0: i'll disagree with you i think this one still can lose but you have to set it up in a way that it's clear that that's not the final king there are batter kings like it doesn't, it do, to a make of, it doesn't do a good job of it doesn't do a good job of building the stakes. Yeah, yeah exactly that that does not build the stakes at all it does not make king seem more sinister at the end um and we'll get to the question i think that uh Dr. Blake was trying to jump to earlier. Uh, thoughts on Modoc? Like, did that need to be in the movie?
1: I thought it was really fun that they brought back the villain from the first Ant Man movie. I particularly mm-hmm. liked how they tied it to Cassie having trauma of. The thing that tried to kill her dad in her kit in uh, her childhood. Are, are we, living no,
0: no, no, are we doing the We Need Trauma for Heroes thing again? I'm not doing that. No, even. no,
1: no, but it was, it was a fun have... arc. No, because... but he was
3: a character that touched I'm everyone's kidding, I'm life. Kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, right? I'm like kidding, he yeah. touched Michael
1: Douglas. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was yeah. trying to bring him back, but the reality is Modoc is a giant head with tiny arms and feet. There's no way to make that not look weird. So
0: so here, I, I've got the answer for you here. Uh, this is very simple, Captain Cash. You have him start out in a giant mech suit. And then when he loses his fight in a comic fashion to Cassie, his escape pod is the traditional motor. It, ter- it turns out he's Lord Farquaad. Yeah, he and and he's mm-hmm. like... Not on Avenger, well, like just, just, he's just, just like that's it, and like he just disappears to return again at a later date. But yeah, he starts off in something different and ends up in that is is that's the gag. Oh, yeah, that make would, him, to me that would have been perfect.
3: Make frankly. him look like uh, what's the the thing in Thor called uh, the destroyer, the destroyer. But then they they end up messing his suit up, and then they're like, oh oh, we were scared of that guy. Whatever. But honestly, he works best is the Pat Oswalt show.
2: That is <laughs> well, a joke. That's Obviously, That's it, you know, gotta throw a ton of love uh to to our boys at, at Modoc. But I, I thought Modoc was fun, but it it was more of a comic relief function than a true villain. Yeah. Right. Fair. I was thinking of what did you think of as Modoc as a villain, which is M.O.D.O.K. isn't a very good villain, right? Like, M.O.D.O.K. is a good kind of bebop, rock steady, comedic henchman situation.
0: Uh, yeah, he's not well, a great he, live He's action. essentially
2: That's Krang, right? Like, right, very yeah. Very similar, like... Uh-huh.
0: I, I mean, Armin Zola? I don't know. Uh, anyway, right. okay. But back so... to the real
2: point is, the, the, the real M.O.D.O.K. we want is the Patton Oswalt, Jordan Bloom creation of M.O.D.O.K., Yes, that is that that is our canon M.O.D.O.C. for the pod
0: written by excellent writers that we have no relationships with whatsoever. Um, All right. Fair enough. And I think this is really a question for you, T-Dubs, because I think the uh, uh, Eternal Optimus and, and Bling Blake and then the MCU shill that is Captain Cash. I already know their answers here, but this is really a question for you can the MCU realistically recover from their current state
3: okay now I'm obviously maybe I was a little bit biased but we've never done a top five uh, DCU movie podcast although is there five <laughs> it's an argument to be made I think it's well, gonna you know be your tough. top three at least yeah I think it's really tough to essentially say to it this all right I'm going to phrase it differently. When uh, DC announced their entire film slate, and it was all building to Justice League. Oh, exciting, exciting. Things get canceled. Things get switched around. You you hang on, right? Like, you're still excited. Okay, well, they're changing course. No big deal. Uh, this is the MCU's first DCEU moment where they had, they literally announced Avengers the Kang Dynasty and have now backpedaled Like, oh, that's not gonna happen. So, this the phase four and five have been really, really fumbled badly. They've had some really good stuff. Like, I thought Hawkeye was really good. I thought,
0: uh... you know what? That's probably the biggest like buried gem and all this garbage. Yeah, and honestly, honestly, I cared about Hawkeye. I didn't think you could give me a property that would make me care about Hawkeye jeremy renner's
3: hawkeye but that show did it was good but this is an uphill battle now when you have people refusing to show up to captain marvel 2 and that the first one's a billion dollar movie and even i went into it and i'm like one i do not care about uh rambo's daughter like yes she was in uh WandaVision. wandavision i didn't watch uh miss marvel and she was actually she was actually the best part of the movie which really i thought she i thought she was like i thought her family was really fun i thought she was really fun she had a lot of charisma but when that movie's making less than 250 million dollars that's a bad sign and then a, a couple weeks or a couple months later you're like oh that whole kang thing forget it and where's shang chi nowhere to be seen they, they've just they overextended themselves and then they under delivered on all the movies that they actually made. Yeah. Because they were busy making a bunch of TV shows, most of which weren't very good. Mm. So I don't know how they recover. I don't. Yeah. Because it seems people are disinterested. And it's the same reason I told you guys on the first pod, the Blue Beetle pod, that I'm terrified for Superman Legacy. Yeah. Because if that doesn't hit, then I'm just l- reliving the same shit I just lived for the last twelve years. So they'll cancel that. They'll start over. You know, yeah, I, Maybe I love cycle, that movie and the same deal. So the, it just the,
0: sucks. The restarts, yeah. but yeah, I, I think you you hit on something here. And let's just look at the bare the bare facts at this point. How many years from Endgame out are we now? That's what twenty eighteen. We're six 19. years. 2019. So five years. And we haven't had an Avengers movie since. So you've introduced all these new characters. And that's fine. No, no, it's not. We've got a new Captain America.
3: It is if you put Shang-Chi in after credit scenes. And you kept teasing these characters. And and tying them
0: together and putting them in each other's movies. But my point is like. That were past due for the cinching up team up movie. You don't have to call it Avengers. Um, you could call it Captain America Four, which I mean, obviously they're working on that. But you could pull a Civil War effectively here. You've got to pull these these characters in together and get them rowing in the same direction and keep audiences engaged. Like, hey, these guys matter, and they've done to your point, t Dove's, They've done none of that. The, the, this is still continuing effectively in a sprawling arc. Nothing is coming together yet. And my only hope, I, and I hate to say it because it's cliche and all the the worst people on the internet are basically saying the same thing, but like maybe it's Deadpool. Maybe Deadpool and Wolverine. I think they're, they're relying like,
3: on that heavily now. It's going to be their gonna... true flashpoint. Is that going to snap it all back together? Well, we talked about this off pod about how the TVA, right? Loki, great show. TVA. Two seasons of the thing that seemingly is going to Mm -hmm. establish this whole Kang thing because this is time now, right? Like the whole show is based on time and you can't mess with time. And not until Deadpool, a movie a guy that wasn't in the MCU, does the TVA show up at all? Where were they in Multiverse of Madness? Um, at being least writ- like In- be- be- being written, being written. I think I, I think I, it's that just, was it. It just seems like too much going on at the same time. And why I say point. it reminds me of the DCU is like the DCU had no plan. They had characters. They had no plan. Yeah. The MCU now, granted, it started without a plan, and then had a very solid plan that played out and eventually led to Infinity War. And, That's not and fair. Gen
0: it started out with a plan to get to the Avengers. Yes. That was part of that was always and, the plan. And there, there was some move from there.
3: There were some bumps in the road, but four and five legitimately seems like there's no plan. Yeah. Um, They're the Pittsburgh pirates. There's no I, plan. I,
0: I will say this, and I've said it before. I won't repeat myself overly, overly, overly again. But when Thanos was dropped, there, there was an instant If you're a comic fan and if you did any research there's an instant understanding of where that was going the kang thing has none of that juice so losing kang is not terrible you're not wasting a hugely important plot line um so that's not the end of the world they got to replace it with something they got to get back to that mojo where it's going somewhere and the fans the audience understands that because we're not there today but i
3: I will just say before we hit the break avengers endgame making two billion dollars is not due to like hardcore comic book fans who read infinity war it's due to the fact that the mcu became a cultural phenomenon where everybody felt like they had to see everything and be part of the conversation and it was all and to quote kevin feige it was all connected and when and
0: if you're and gonna clearly do them, so
3: now obviously they they said they're gonna pump the brakes on the TV shows which helps because most people don't want to have to watch TV shows in between too many movies. Honestly, they should just get away from the TV shows. I think, and the only reason they exist is was they're trying to sell Disney Plus subscriptions, and COVID. that's not working yeah. anyway. So figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. It's a complicated <laughs> question, but yeah, let's hit the. Co- break.
0: That was a COVID deal. All right, they had to find some money outside of theaters. Anyway, uh, all right, listener. As T-Dub said, it is time for a break. We need to crack another space lettuce ahead of the competitive portion of the pod. We'll see you on the flip side. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. It is finally time for the Conqueror's Trivia Challenge. Tonight, gentlemen, we have the standard format. It's five questions, multiple choice. And tonight, you'll be playing for a pint of the Universal Translator's goo. And tonight's chime-ins are, There's Always Room to Grow, How Many Holes Do You Have, or Any of the Pod Standards. I'm not a dick. Good luck, gentlemen, and that is debatable. Okay, here we are with question number one. Hank's comic girlfriend from his gentlest times almost appeared in the movie, and she was rumored to have been played by which actress? A, Angela Bissett, B, Jennifer Coolidge, C, Jennifer Tilly, or D, Joey
1: Lorden Adams. I'm not Based a
3: dad an Avenger.
1: I believe that is Captain Cash. Stifler's mom is always the right answer. B, Jennifer Coolidge. That is correct. Yeah. You know, I
3: knew that was right because I love her. But she generally is a wholly unserious character. And this movie <laughs> is wholly unserious. So. I think Jennifer Tilly would have worked too, frankly. But. At least on that premise. Jennifer Coolidge rules. And uh, watch White Lotus. Both yeah. seasons one and two.
1: He's fun in yeah. that. Can't wait for it in season three. Oh, oh, A true detective season five. What happened? Spoilers.
0: <laughs> okay, what's one point for Captain Cash? And that brings us to question number two. Screenwriter Jeff Lovelace based the movie's father-daughter dynamic on which of these Robin Williams movies? Was it A World's Greatest Dad? B mrs doubtfire c hook
3: or d goodwill hunting parts and tarts that would be t-dubs if it is not hook and it's world's greatest dad (laughs) i'm gonna be very upset likely you are correct it was hook oh you know yeah because he doesn't want to be peter panning he wants to be peter panning
0: yeah yeah there's just no (laughs) And, um, and no auto-erotic asphyxiation.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a point for T-dubs. That's World's Greatest Dad. His son dies of auto-erotic
2: asphyxiation.
3: Oh, man. And then he like, covers it's, it up. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's a movie. It's good. It's, it's directed by uh, Bobcat Goldwaite. Yeah. yeah. Oddly mm, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, you're still uh, a goose egg on the board there, Blaine Blake, but uh, there's plenty of game left. Don't worry. Okay. Question number three, gentlemen comic ant-man briefly dated which one of these mcu heroines was it a black widow b captain marvel c pepper potts or d jessica jones
2: i'm gonna shoot uh that's bling blade jessica jones
3: that would be correct wow
0: Oh wow
2: yeah i was was gonna say san francisco people run riding deep they I, were, I
3: figured he would have tried to snake Tony's woman because they were
0: of, briefly you know. an item before she married Power Man. Apparently, all right. Wow, I'm impressed, Bling Blake. Way to way to pull out Dude, there he nail shit up. He's over he, there googling. I I could not see any fingers moving, so I'm not going to judge. But folks, it's that gives cardboard. us a. Uh, he used voice to text. I can't of even. Of course, type. yeah. Uh, hey, that does give us a three-way tie at one point as we head into question number four. This is technically Bill Murray's third comic book role. He previously played which Fantastic Four character on a 70s radio adaptation of their early issues? Was it A, The Thing, B, Dr. Victor Von Doom, C, The Human Torch, or D, Mo Man, a.k.a. The Jeweler? Uh wow, okay, that's William Blake. Human torch that that is al- also cr- He's Googling this, right? He's
2: yes. clearly that was Googling gonna be my nurse. guess, in fairness. He's obviously a Johnny Storm character, especially uh, when it, he especially was, was young 70s
1: too, with yeah. a radio play. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. 70s Bill Obviously, Johnny Storm, uh, yeah. 100%. I mean,
0: okay, fair enough. Fair enough. He's definitely Googling this. Okay, Blake, Blake takes the lead with two points as we head into question number five. Here we go, folks. Ant-Man's first on-screen appearance came on what television show? Was it A, SNL? Was it B, Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Was it C, The Electric Company? Or D, Mad TV? I have holes. That's bling Blake again? SNL. That
1: is correct.
2: Yeah. because I
1: I remember the skit, and it was Bill Murray, or not? It was a uh, uh Axel John, Foley. It
0: was, no, it was John Belushi as the Hulk, and it was Margot uh, Kidder was hosting in 1979, and they did like a
3: superhero. Wait, wait. Yeah. So Mar- Margot and... Kidder was hosting, and they did Marvel characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's well, amazing. They did, uh, that's I think, amazing. That's amazing.
0: They just did a bunch of generic superhero characters. SNL's never been
3: very smart about that. The Hulk went to Superman's funeral in the 90s.
0: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Hulk is uh,
3: sad. That was Chris
0: Chris, (laughs)
3: Chris, Farley. Jim Belushi (laughs) was the Hulk uh, in
0: the scene, and I forget the guy that played Ant-Man, but he was definitely in the background uh, in 1979. Blaine Blake, out of the blue with three points. (laughs) Three in a row, baby. Only when you squint. Well, congratulations, crazy, dude. and enjoy your, <laughs> your goo. He's, he's, Listen, he's there's nothing the
1: Bling Blake won't do for some goo. That's I true. get it. That's I love crazy. goo.
0: Oddly enough, the goo has the same texture as those old Hostess Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pudding
3: uh, pockets. Oh, that's not good. You don't want those. That. Were those were? It's got delicious. the skin on. It's got the skin on top.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just delicious. Uh, uh, but anyway, okay, folks, that brings us to recommendations, and because I'm hosting, and I'm selfish, as always, uh, and I'm going to cheat this week. My recommendation is to go and re-watch Big Trouble in Little China, because we are recording on James Hong's birthday, after all. Happy 95th birthday, you old basket case on
3: wheels. Like, yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Jimmy Hong.
1: Jimmy Hong, 95. Big Jimmy Hong, man.
3: You could never beat me, Egg (laughs) Shan. Oh, all right. Uh, Two girls with green eyes. mm -hmm. I I saw a clip uh, on, I think it
0: was on YouTube, somebody had posted from him last year at 94, repeating his lines from Big Trouble. And dude still got it. It was amazing. If you can find it, it's worth checking out. The guy still got his chops, man. But anyway, uh, T Dubs, you're always hot to trot. The recommendations, what do you got for us?
3: Okay, well, this is tough. I've I've watched the first five of the Oscar nominees for Best Picture, and uh, we've mentioned the holdovers. I'm sure somebody's mentioned uh, Oppenheimer, and it's great. Uh, Maestro, uh, Maestro, I've really enjoyed. It's free on Netflix. Now that g- g- got some harsh reviews. I think it's it's a very well acted film and Bradley Cooper's great in it and Really sadly he's not going to win again because C- Cillian Mur- or Killian Murphy's going to win but Carrie Mulligan also great as his wife I highly recommend it uh it's I've really enjoyed it. I finished Killers of the Flower Moon as well. I read the book. I I would recommend reading the book and then watching the movie. i I recommended the book on a previous pod. I don't think they they scorsese does a great job illustrating how awful these people are but they're worse and historically they're they're actually worse Mm. and i think you need to read it because you get a fuller scope of their crimes and then watch the movie it's exceptionally done really good film and then my second recommendation uh would be we, we all played rugby uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called Six Nations Full Contact, which chronicles 2023 Six Nations, which, if you're not familiar, is a annual tournament between six European countries: Italy, Scotland, Wales, England, Ireland, and France. The and 23
2: it- tournament of which was an absolute travesty and affront to sportsmanship and gamesmanship worldwide. Oh, so England lost. You okay. have some
1: opinions. Yeah,
3: so England lost, and they're going to lose this year, too. But Probably. it's just more about the sport of rugby and how fantastic it is. It's a and,
1: really, uh, really
3: good it's a, it's uh, a really, documentary. And it's awesome that they're doing a documentary like this. So it's only six episodes. Check it out. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. I haven't even gotten to Ireland yet, and I still enjoy it. Where's it at? It's on Netflix.
2: It's on Netflix. And and piggybacking off of that, because this is going to land on a Friday... Probably two weeks before the finals, but mm-hmm. you can get on Peacock and watch all of this year's past Six Nations matches um, as well as the finals. Uh, so, yep, if you are not right. watching this tournament, you you can do this. If you if you like rugby, you'll love it. If you don't know rugby, um, find a friend and and uh, they can learn You'll love it.
3: No, this way, if problem. you if you like football. You'll love rugby way more because the games, even pre-recorded, will only take you two hours. Yeah. Uh, no commercials. And live, they'll take you two hours. It's fantastic. It's very quick. You'll pick up the rules just by watching it. And uh, yeah, Ireland. Shoulder to shoulder. The mm. life. I-, I will admit, the
0: one weird thing is that we get these like kind of like sterilized international broadcasts. So then like after the play ends, I'm sure there's some local stuff getting aired in Europe, but we just get silent highlights of the match.
3: It's very <laughs> like, weird. Yeah. It's because it, like, like when like, you watch a, it live and it's like, what's it's, going on? What's going on? It just, and it's just it, like it's, a weird like softly played music as like so plays me, happen
1: it, it,
0: cuz you know there's local shit going on but we're just no. getting a time filler international
2: broadcast <laughs> the funny thing is somebody like no that's actually what happens uh at really? halftime for if, if you watch like premiership rugby or uh premier league soccer that's what happens like in between uh uh you know the, the halftime commentary when they have breaks yeah, they just go to like the soft music playing with a highlight reel with no commentary, and it's so weird for American audiences. Oh, but wow. it, it, it is, in fact, very normal. Uh, and and that is, you can watch it. it, it I I watch uh, Premier League soccer uh, every weekend as well, and and yeah, that, that happens at halftime too, like kind of in between. It
1: is very normal. It's very normal. My I'm mom a normal told person. me that it happens to lots of guys.
0: I'm
2: a very normal person. I'm a
1: regular Where's-
0: boy. Where are the Doritos commercials? This is very (laughs) uncomfortable. The silence is making me feel things. All I'm saying. someone needs
3: to fill the void. Is it every uncomfortable silence? I need Arnold to pop out of a bush and go,
2: neighbor, neighbor. Uh, All
0: right. Well, if I'm not mistaken, gentlemen, uh, I think that concludes her recommendations. I'm not really sure. But uh, Captain Cash hasn't recommended anything. That's what I thought I was trying to get. I was trying to
1: skip. My past. recommendation is I read the Peacemaker Tries Hard comics. They're pretty funny. Oh.
3: And guess what? By the time this airs, he'll be in Mortal Kombat.
1: Oh, yeah. That looks fun, too. Now, do you have to pay for him? Is he DLC? You, I'm sure. You if you must.
3: bought the special edition, no, you don't have to pay for him. If not, uh, yes, it'll be $6 or something. But, seems yeah, you like might have. Yeah. But so, that means... Comic-Con 2024, Mortal Kombat, Peacemaker mashup.
2: Let's do it, Captain
1: K. We Cash. can do it. I I got the helmet and everything. Helmets.
2: Uh, I do have one more recommendation for us tonight, Jumpy. And that is, uh, we all find Paul Rudd to be extremely likable. Yes?
1: Yes. True, true aside, from,
3: aside from his Chiefs fandom, yes.
2: Yeah, other than his Chiefs fandom, agreed. He comes
3: by it honest.
2: Apple TV plus has has a show with him and Will Farrell called the shrink next door. I don't know if I recommended this on the pod earlier, but man, is it really good? Uh, and, and Paul Rudd kind of plays this manipulative psychiatrist. Um, and Will Farrell is the neurotic patient and, who the acting is phenomenal. Uh, you recognize a lot of people in it. It is a dark comedy in the truest sense of the word. But but check out uh, the Shrink Next Door on Apple TV Plus. You'll you'll like it.
0: Okay, well that's a solid recommendation, and I'm sure Apple TV Plus is a thing that people can buy or something.
2: You know what? We got better luck getting Apple TV Plus to give us an endorsement check than Tubi.
0: I don't know about that. Them Tubi Bucks are universal. You can spend those in the quantum verse.
3: These are Tubi got, Bucks. They're as good as that's money. That's folding money. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to hold on to that one. It's worth <laughs> a lot.
0: Okay. Well, now that we do, in fact, have all of the recommendations accounted for, I do believe our next episode will have us venture to where no man should, to the Amazon to study spiders and to tackle Madam Web,
1: right we before a, one of
0: us dies. Gentlemen, are you prepared?
2: I have holes.
1: Mm-hmm. To I be expect- filled
0: with web.
2: I am so excited to go see Dakota Johnson. Hmm. You guys have already seen it. I yeah. still have like I still have that. That happy anxiety build. Well, like, just,
3: just yes. uh, make sure you're properly prepared. As Don Johnson said in the Watchmen series, "Tick tock, Blake. Tick tock, tick tock." What yeah. you're asking Ooh, for is, is not is not a favorable thing.
2: I uh, yeah. I'm going uh, on a Friday. I should be appropriately medically lubricated.
0: I'm just gonna say. I might not wait that long. They might pull it from theaters.
2: I I already looked. There are show times tomorrow. I'm sure that I can actually accomplish this tomorrow. <laughs> Saturday, I don't know about. Saturday, yeah. I don't know about.
0: Oh, uh, it's uh it's a thing. Anyway, as always, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at hops and bo flops. You can find me on Twitter at chumpzilla eight. Captain Cash is at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social medias. And the Thunderous Wizard can be found on Twitter at, or X, at writer T-L-K. And Bling Blake does most of his, you know, uh, Paul Rudd slash Dakota Johnson fanfic writing on Twitter slash X at Bling Blake. And somewhere out in the cosmos in the microverse lost in the amazon studying spiders is mayor mccheese and we wish him the best if you guys enjoyed the pod don't forget to leave us a review or drop us a line on the socials and remember listener it's never too late to stop being a dick